A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The following is a presentation of the Four Center Podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast Feed, and this particular episode of the Four Center Podcast Feed is the Clone Wars Report. Boom, 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 boom. 
I was hoping for something nice and big and dramatic. Uh, we have taken a little hiatus here on going through all of the episodes, all of the arcs of the Clone Wars animated series. We took a pause to really dive deep into the Bad Batch each week as it came out, and now we are getting back on the Clone Wars space horse. Uh, I am Joseph Scrimshaw, and the person making the great drum sounds, the massive timpani. Is that the way you say it? That's the way I said it. Is Ken Nabsock? How are you doing, Ken? I mean, you're the drummer of the group here, and I, I'm going to follow your lead. I'm 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 doing great because I'm I I got to tell you, Joseph, I I miss the Clone Wars, and I love Bad Batch. Love I love that, and it's Clone Wars point two, right? Ha ha ha. No, I I turned on the this episode, the first th- of the three, and I was like, we're back, baby, we're back. I'm excited. Yeah, no, I I have loved the Clone Wars animated series since I, I finally uh, watched it all several years back. And now it's really become like comfort Star Wars to me. Like it just mm-hmm. I love the era and, you know, I, I hear that music and I get all excited for a moral. <laughs> yes. Excited for a moral. Maybe that will be uh, the subtitle of, uh, of one of our episodes. Maybe this episode. Uh, we're going to dive in here. We like to discuss the episodes in arcs when it makes sense. Uh, we're in the middle of season three. We left off at, at a weird time because season mm. three is the one that is the most impacted uh, if you watch it in broadcast order or chronological order. Mm. We're watching it in chronological order. So sometimes we have uh, episodes like this where uh, the first two episodes of the arc are from season three. And the final episode of the arc is from season two. <laughs> uh, so you can analyze. We, we analyze the story as the story. But then, of course, we want to be aware of the fact that the final episode in this three-episode arc was actually made uh, significantly earlier, and that affects a, a little bit of the the storytelling, the way we look at it as well. Mm. Uh, so, with all that in mind, here is what we are discussing: uh, season three, episode ten, "Heroes on Both Sides," written by Daniel Arkin and directed by Kyle Dunleavy. Season three, episode eleven, "Pursuit of Peace," written again by Daniel Arkin and directed by Dwayne Dunham. This is a big deal, Ken. Uh, Dwayne Dunham is the assistant editor, one of the assistant editors on Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, one of the main editors on Return of the Jedi, and the editor of a bunch of uh, David Lynch uh, stuff, including Blue Velvet, uh, Twin Peaks, uh, directed one of the great episodes of the original run, edited the entire season three of Twin Peaks. So Dwayne Dunham is quite a cool name to just see pop up on an episode of the Clone Wars animated series. Yeah, and look, I'm not going to act, like I knew this off the, uh, uh, you know, just off the tip of my tongue here, but he he's he's Boba Fett in that like famous Ben Burt interview before Empire came out. He's wearing the outfit, uh, thanks to the featurettes on uh, Cl- uh, StarWars.com, and, and and just so to see how closely he's connected. And you know, I, I'm a little familiar with the, the resume going forward, but it's like I, I, that's just wonderful. It's 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 bringing back a, a, a Hall of Famer to play a game. It's it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. And if you ever see him on any of the behind the scenes things for Star Wars stuff or for uh, David Lynch stuff, he's just like a, a, a charming, awesome guy. Mm-hmm. And he will give great interviews where he kind of compares Lucas and Lynch, which is just uh, a treat for me, somebody who is a fan of both of those creators. Anyway, uh, someday maybe we'll do a Dwayne Dunham deep dive episode. But moving on, uh, the final episode in this arc is Season 2, Episode 15, Senate Murders, written by Drew Z. Greenberg and directed by Brian Kalen O'Connell. Uh, we're going to dive into this, but before we do, Ken, I feel like we should have a little awooga moment <laughs> <laughs> of letting people know uh, this particular arc of The Clone Wars is, I think, blazingly, intensely political. Would you agree with that? 
Uh, you, uh, what are you talking about? Banking deregulation? Budgets? New lines of credit <laughs> to fund the war machine? Yeah, this one is pretty overt. Yeah, yeah. So I, I we really try to be aware of the political discussion uh, on Four Center. And a thing that we have said before is, you know, I'll, I'll put my personal opinion out there that I think uh, everything is political. Um, I think it's I think politics are how we decide. Uh, what society we want to be and what what we value. And I think for me, that's a little bit of what these episodes are digging into. But I also understand that people want to sometimes watch things and enjoy them for the story they tell in the imaginary universe and not connect them to reality. And talking about politics all the time can be extremely stressful. So I want to be sensitive to the people who are like, I'm tuning in to my Star Wars podcast for a break. Mm-hmm. And say, with all respect, this might not be the episode for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These three, these three episodes. Yeah, I agree. No, and I, I really do agree with that. And I, I think over the years, uh, I just, I never was just a, ah, Star Wars is just pew, pew, pew to me. I, I obviously got the big stuff going on. But over the last few years, it's just, it, it's so in, in the DNA of Star Wars that I, 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 I'm so excited for these episodes because this is is the fuel that uh, leads to you know runs a lot of the, the the plot and the themes going forward and backward in Star Wars. It's the politics of it all, and and they really lean into it here with purpose. So why I echo what Joseph's saying, uh, I also think it's important to just be open to these uh, breakdowns of these type of episodes too. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, with that uh, caveat, I hope everyone is uh, still listening and enjoying or taking a pause and (laughs) coming back when they're ready for it. No Uh, harm, no foul. No foul. No harm, no foul. Uh, Let's dive into the summary. Ken, I tried to keep this short and it's the longest summary ever because it is kind of complicated, right? Yes, it is. Okay, so here we go. I might have to take a break in the middle. The summary of this arc of the Clone Wars. Bankruptcy. The cost of the Clone War is depleting the resources of the Republic, but the corporate forces profiting from the war are determined to keep the fighting going. A bill is proposed to purchase millions more clone troopers and make the funds available by deregulating the banks, allowing the banking clan to extend a larger loan. Senator Padme Amidala opposes the bill, realizing more troops will only prolong the conflict. With the help of Jedi Padawan Ahsoka Tano, Padme bends the rules to make contact with Separatist leader and her old friend Mina Bonteri. Together, they almost convince both the Republic and the Separatists to resume peace talks. Meanwhile, Ahsoka and Mina's son, Lux Bonteri, learn an important lesson about seeing the humanity in your alleged enemy. Then, sabotage! The peace talks are derailed when Dooku and Grievous use sweeper droids to infiltrate Coruscant and set off a terrifying explosion, thus proving the threat of the Separatists. Fear does its work, and the Senate deregulates the banks. Dooku has Mina Bonteri killed and frames the Republic for it. With the banks deregulated, Caminoan Senator Halle Bertoni introduces an emergency bill, an emergency bill that it would allow the Republic to buy more clones from her own people. But Padme and her allies fight on. Together with her Rodian mentor Anaconda Far, Senator Mon Mothma and Senator Bail Organa, Padme discovers the banking clan, now free of any restriction, plans to charge the Republic an interest rate that will cripple the government. Dooku hires bounty hunters to rough up senators to keep them from opposing the clone production bill. 
Padme pleads with Bail Organa to give a speech to the full Senate, believing senators will only listen if the message comes from him. But Bail is wounded by the bounty hunters, and Padme is forced to give the speech herself. Taking inspiration from her aide, Tekla, Padme paints a picture of the true suffering caused by the war, not just the violence on the front lines, but the war funding robbing citizens of basic needs like water and electricity. The Senate is deeply moved for a brief moment. It seems Palpatine's plans are foiled, but chaos intervenes. Rodian Senator Lolo Purs murders Anaconda Far, blaming him for dragging Rodia into the war. Ironically, the shocking murder distracts from Padme's war opposition efforts, the bill to buy more clones passes, and the war rages on. Wow. I mean, that was, first of all, that's amazing. First of all, you've just done some of your best work. Uh, I really love the summaries. That that seriously is awesome. Um, applause. Uh, second, I mean, that's some exciting Star Wars. And I'm not just saying that with tongue in cheek. I'm not. It's, it's, it's great Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's a lot to track with actually which bill is, is being proposed, yeah. what is passing when, so many different motivations. But it really is all this big through line about, you know, the the, the true cost of war, right? Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. What was your overall reaction to these three episodes? Love them, like them, struggle with them. Where are you at? These are two perfects and a really fun, enjoyable episode. <laughs> like the last one's episode two fifteen, and, and the, I can't wait to discuss it. It's 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 kind of bonkers in a, in a real fun way. Uh, I've I've mentioned the first episode. Uh, Heroes on both sides a lot. I've and, and before we've done the deep dive here for center and clone wars. I've talked a lot about Mina Monteri being a great character and all that still stands, but I almost feel I even understand it and appreciate it even more after watching it. Uh, I have now watched that uh, first episode here is on both sides four times going into this recording. And and two of them were just like, as eh, watch it again, just to see what I can, <laughs> to see what I can focus on, just to see what I can connect. Uh, so it's always been one of my favorite episodes because yeah, it slows things down and answers that question that the Revenge of the Sith crawl kind of made us ask about. There are heroes on both sides, uh, kind of um, kind of where this is obviously coming from, but it's so much more than that. And I really uh, just love now that we've learned more about Dooku and, and now that you and I have spent more time discussing Padme, just really being this moral compass and Ahsoka having. Her perspective changed clearly in this episode, but, but really seeing it, and this, you know, we always watch the featurettes, so I don't ever want to quote something from those and not and take take it as my own. But this idea of a Filoni was, and I've heard he understands Star Wars a bit, talking about how, you know, you're seeing the war through Ahsoka's eyes. She's truly this kind of point of view character through a lot of things, and and her view, and Anakin kind of shoving her view in front and center <laughs> of, this are bad, and we're here to stop them. It, it's, it's really intriguing stuff, and then this big lie well, Dooku taking kind of a truth, but how twisted that is. But the truth is the Republic's corrupt because I'm one of the ones corrupting it. <laughs> I'm not telling <laughs> you that. And so making the separatist not correct, you know, it's again, this episode's dealing with nuance and complications and everything, but it's, it's just so an intriguing look at this, at why we have war, why we have conflicts, and it ties so much into Padme's stuff. The other episodes are great. I'm focusing a lot about that one. Though I did the only note I wrote on, on episode 215 is slightly misplaced. We'll discuss that in a second. Um, <laughs> I'll just say, I, 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 I'm, I'm not joking when I say this is some amazing Star Wars about what makes it work, about what George was trying to do. And uh, yeah, I've, I've lo I love it even more now. Yeah, I think not surprisingly, we're we're pretty much in sync here. Um, Heroes on both sides taking its name from the crawl in uh, of Revenge of the Sith, right? 
yeah. is just a, an absolute top tier episode. Everything about it, amazing, great. I think Pursuit of Peace is, is really amazing because uh, it's it's continuing that story and finishing it. But Heroes on Both Sides, because you get into Anakin and Ahsoka, you're meeting Mina Bonteri. Uh, the, the, the horror of Dooku's lies to the Separatists is, is so powerful yeah. and when we get to see that. Pursuit of Peace is great. Uh, Senate Murders is also like very powerful, but just a little bit of a weirder episode, right? Uh, it's just yeah. got it's it's pulling in uh, several different directions with the tone. We'll talk mm-hmm. about uh, about the uh, lieutenant there, uh, Dan Tivo, right? Yeah, or Tan Devo, other way around, Tan Devo. Uh, definitely, it, it changes the tone and the flavor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, of these politics. Yeah, you got Tom Kenny, SpongeBob himself, doing that voice, which is just fun in another way too, and and uh, doing a New York gumshoe uh, story. But uh, but I, but it, but it's equally as fun. I, I really enjoy that one now more than I did back in the day, uh, and so can't wait to discuss that too. Yeah, absolutely. And then for me, I think uh, you're touching on some of the same things, but these this arc is huge to me because uh, two things. I think it is really puts Padme's character in perspective and, and really cements who she is and her import, importance to the story uh, of, of the Clone Wars and, and totally about Padme. It's not about her relationship with Anakin or being the mother of uh, Leia and Luke. This is about Padme, period. Uh, so there's that element. And then these episodes, it's from these episodes, a lot of the things that we just kind of casually say on many episodes of Force Center are really seeded from these episodes. To me, these episodes are the story of the Clone Wars. These episodes are, in case anything sort of implied uh, in the actual prequel movies or other episodes of the Clone Wars are unclear, here is the story of the truth of the war. Mm-hmm. Um so kind of big picture from the, the Padme thing, I really think this is a presentation of Padme is right, <laughs> 10 feet tall letters on fire, right? Yeah. The true hero of the galaxy uh, has a true moral compass. And I think it's these episodes, there's this great tragedy of this is the character who is right about what should have happened is that the legitimate problems that Separatists had should have been resolved through negotiation communication connection empathy and even if the separatists didn't you know come back to the republic that uh, the two people could have lived in peace you know Mm -hmm. and that padme is the one who's who's right to say gotta dig in and look at these problems gotta communicate gotta resolve this Uh, the fighting's not gonna accomplish anything Mm -hmm. she does what even the jedi don't do right Mm -hmm. uh so it's it's just so huge for Padme. And then for me in, in the picture of, uh, in terms of painting the picture of what the Clone Wars is, it just makes it incredibly clear that the Separatists have legitimate concerns. We've even got that one Senator kind of pushing back, uh, Separatist Senator pushing back against the corporate alliance and going, we're not going to be controlled yeah. by corporations the way the corrupt Republic is. And we see the Republic, <laughs> like the, the Caminoan Senator going, I'm going to propose this bill that you give me <laughs> billions of dollars, <laughs> like obvious uh, corruption, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so we see, we really get to see that the separatists have legitimate concerns. And then we see that they, those concerns are utterly manipulated by the Sith of Dooku and Palpatine. Mm-hmm. So there, there are many great, uh, good people, heroes on both sides of separatists who have their perspective, right? Yeah. Uh, who have legitimate concerns in Dooku and Palpatine swoop in and do just horrible evil. Yeah. 
with those manipulations. And we get to see that in the Clone Wars, too. We see Grievous attacking, you know, yeah. hospital ships and hospital stations and, you know, right. raiding villages and, and, you know, invading people's towns and slaughtering innocents. The Separatists do mm. evil things. And we see that from Ahsoka's perspective, right? Of like, well, I've yeah. seen them do nothing but evil, but I guess I haven't met just people who are unhappy with the Republic. So yeah. it just shows that story. And I think in a, in a big picture uh, for certainly Lucas, uh, I'm not as familiar with, with Filoni's real life uh, perspectives. Mm -hmm. I, the whole thing just feels like an argument to me of this is why politics matter. This is why they're interesting. It's almost like Lucas saying like, did you think uh, taxes were boring? I will show you why it matters and why it's not boring and why everything is motivated from this perspective. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, I mean, some of the straight up quotes are just, uh, just, they're, they're almost funny in a way. Cause I, I can almost imagine the Lucas watches episode and be like, yeah, that's right. You talk about deregulation. <laughs> um, yeah. I love that there. Yeah. I, I, uh, as we, you know, we want to get to the, the, the deeper parts of the conversation, but every, I love what you're saying about this stuff here, about um, the importance of it. And I, I look at that hallway scene with Padme, Ahsoka and Anakin it's the kind of the, you know, core of these episodes in the sense of, you know, Ahsoka's got to learn politics and just the oversimplified view of Anakin to me represents this overall failing of the Jedi. So it's this big theme as well of, and if by failing, I mean, you get where Anakin's coming from. You know, they say there's corruption. That's a lie. And we've got to stop him. Period. Period. <laughs> and that's why we're here as generals in the Republic's army. <laughs> you just got to look at that and go, oh yeah, okay. Well, there's, there's also what, a lot of the episodes one, two, and three are trying to say, particularly two and three, about the Jedi at this time, and and and, and from their perspective, again, the the Sith are manipulating it. So there's a lot going on, a lot on the layers there. Yeah, a lot of layers there. And the last layer I'll mention, I don't want to belabor it, but I think it's a a great thing to think about if you want to, if you want to engage with Star Wars this way. Is that I also think just the timing of these episodes is uh, in terms of when they actually came out, it's just sort of undeniable that Star Wars is often political and you can choose not to engage with that. But like th these were broadcast in 2009 and 2010, right? And yeah. banking deregulation, <laughs> yeah. if you want to Google it, was was kind of a thing that affected, it was deeply affecting America at that time and being discussed a lot, right? This was, it's not random that... Mm -hmm those terms are being thrown around. So mm -hmm. I, I don't need to get into a, a huge amount of uh, comparison to real life stuff on that issue, but I also just want to acknowledge that it's there. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. All right. All right. We're going to keep diving deeper now that that was just our <laughs> overview. Uh, let's, we always like to talk about the morals of the episodes, the literal morals on the screen uh, for heroes on both sides. It is fear is a great motivator. For pursuit of peace, the moral is truth can strike down the specter of fear. And for Senate murders, the moral is searching for the truth is easy. Accepting the truth is hard. Uh, did any of these uh, really grab you as, as good life lessons or, or affect you? <laughs> all of them. All of them. I, I love the fear stuff uh, in the sense of just I love analyzing what what just that word means in Star Wars and how we can take it out into life and, and a lot of times fear is just viewed as uh you know uh you know you got to be courageous you got to overcome fear and and those things and, that, and that's kind of correct in a way but just breaking down the fear of you know anakin's attachments and all this kind of thing and 
Uh, Ahsoka having a fear of the separatists based on, uh, you know, ignorance or, or lack of the whole picture and lack of information, lack of experience. Uh, separatists have, have left the Republic based on uh, a, a fear of what they believe is the truth, which also, again, is the truth, which is also not the truth, which is the truth. And it's always it's all rolled into one uh, banking clan and trade federation dealing in fear and selling fear and, and, and needing fear for the machine. There's all that kind of stuff. It, it, and, and how Dooku kind of weaponizes the differences or concerns uh, by injecting it with fear. And we all deal with fear and fear. Fear is what, how, you know, uh, how am I going to pay rent next month is a fear that we all have. And fear is natural and, and fear is normal. And it's how you deal with it that leads to big choices in your life. So I, I gravitated towards that and how fear can sometimes create uh, these differences, but how Padme and Mina represent different sides. And it's easy to be like uh, different sides. And look at that. You can, you can find, uh, uh, you know, common ground on the other side. The common ground for me is that both sides don't, this, don't tolerate this war. Don't tolerate corruption. Don't tolerate abuse of power or a lack of empathy. Padme and Mina connect on those. Getting there might be different. And if the either side knew the whole truth, they, they'd probably be more synced up. But but preying on those fears. So that that one was big for me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you know the fear is a great motivator. Is a super powerful one. Uh, it's a way that I really like to look at and think about the prequel era. Obviously, the idea of fear echoes out all through all of Star Wars storytelling, the Skywalker saga in particular. But I think the story of fear leading to anger, anger leading to hate, hate leading to suffering mm -hmm. is Anakin's personal journey. But I think it's the whole story of of why the galaxy falls, right? Why the Republic yeah. falls in particular. And this episode is such a great one. Heroes on both sides in particular, where the, the villains are just explicit about it. Of like, they will make bad choices and they will harm themselves and play into our hands yeah. and give us more money if we scare them and, yeah. you know, make them fear the other and all that. And then you go to the, um, the moral of the second one of truth can strike down the specter of fear. Uh, and that's, you know, this great contrast of, of hope of, you know, you know, if Mina had not been assassinated by Dooku, uh, there is there a possibility that Padme and uh, and and Mina could have compared their truths more and, yeah. and gotten even closer to the same page of wait, we've really both been manipulated, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Right. And searching for the truth is easy. Accepting the truth is hard. Um, I accept that. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a very true one. Like I just want to know what's going on. Oh man, I wish I didn't. <laughs> I wish I didn't. Yeah, or or just the uh, yeah yeah. A lot of truths I, I always you know go personal or, or you know look in the mirror and see. And then sometimes you know the hardest things I've had to deal with in the last couple of years are sometimes it's so easy to blame others. And then you look in the mirror and go oh but oh but how much of that was me? I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they go to that meme of uh, we're all trying to find out who did this, right? And yeah. Sometimes you're like, oh, oh, I did uh, that. That's I. That's a hard truth to accept. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah, it's a good straightforward one. So uh, we've already talked about them a bit, but I want to just dive into the big themes and the ideas at stake in the episodes. Um, I'm gonna jump into some things, and then I definitely want to get your feedback, and I want to, you know, leave it open uh, for for insights that that you've got here. Yeah. But I want to just dive into what I think is the the biggest thing for the three episodes, in my opinion, is really the true cost of the war on mm -hmm. on every level. Right. The the opening newsreel announcement uh, uh, for heroes on both sides is really clear about it. Um, 
says conflict with no end in sight. Quagmire of war continues. Uh, clone troopers suffer casualties at alarming rates in emergency sessions to debate the true cost of the war. This is the great tension of Star Wars, right? Where it's, mm-hmm. it's war is literally in the title. This is called Clone Wars. And we watch episodes and it's just cool when Jedi, you know, destroy machine after machine of war. Awesome. It is fun. It is fantasy. But it is also dealing with this idea of why is this happening and what is happening because of this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there's kind of a couple big things for me, but the two I really wanted to, to focus on because the actual word is used a couple of times is just suffering, right? That That's a part of Yoda's uh, dark side uh, path speech that he gives in Phantom Menace, right? Yep. That, that That's the true dark side ultimately is suffering. And there's so much in this these episodes that makes it clear that the suffering is not just on the battlefield, but in day-to-day lives, right? Um, some of the most explicitly political lines that can be applied to the real world uh, is, you know, Padme saying, as it is, social services have suffered because of this war, education, infrastructure, healthcare. Uh, if you go deeper into the debt, the basic needs of our people will evaporate. Uh, in her big speech, Padme says, if we continue to impoverish our people, it is not on the battlefield where Dooku will defeat us, but in our own homes. All of that, of course, motivated by just talking to Tekla, just talking to a person who's living a day-to-day life and saying, uh, we can't read at night. Uh, sometimes there's no water to even bathe. We are, everyone is suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's such a, 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 an interesting point of storytelling that you can spin off into real world, but also just for the story of Star Wars, you know, that we can get yeah. so caught up in in the wonderful fantasy of the the good guy wizards <laughs> with with blue and green and purple blades and then the bad guy wizards with the red blades and what's the balance of light and dark and like to me the story is that the dark side is increasing in power and hampering the jedi because of this not not yeah. just because people are dying but the war is causing suffering everywhere you know yeah yeah, uh, two two things jump out of this here. Uh, you know, going to the the first episode in the arc here, the, the the hallway scene that we mentioned already. But like, I love that moment where Ahsoka Ahsoka kind of asks, "But why not?" When when this this idea of Jedi need to seek peace, solution, or or, or tell just tell Palpatine, "Hey, this ain't, the war continuing ain't right, right?" You know, like, <laughs> and Ahsoka always has this perspective that carries on to season seven that I think goes into it because the second episode deals with that direct cost. And, and this also this idea um, that the, the reason all this is good, the, the, you know, Teclas, the people represents the people in this, in this whole episode, the people are at stake. And the idea, I, I think the second episode particularly makes this idea. There's some people, some characters and some rhetoric from the senators that, that paint understanding, caution, patience, that big word empathy we all keep using. It paints it as a weakness, right? Right. We must just know we must win, fight, dominate, uh, and, 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 you know, that, that, uh, sure you win the war, maybe you have some version of true peace. That's what Palpatine was, is going to tell everyone. <laughs> we know that. In he, fact, he does at the very end, right? He, he does and does right. And, and also, you know, I'm making reference to safe and secure society, but there's also, there's the, the one thing here of, yeah, we need to do this to keep the Republic safe. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and I think all that, yes, that's, that all leads to what is the, the cost, which is the people suffering, man. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's really great. And, and I think one of the Vasoka's great lines there that, that does seem like it's maybe, you know, wrestling with people's reactions to the prequels of like, you're just talking about banks and interest rates and nobody's talking about why we're fighting in the first place. And I think that really sets up that idea of like, uh-huh. yeah, it's senators and it's the separatists and it's the Sith in the background and it's politics and that, but then the people, the people who matter are the people, right? All the people. And you get that from, from yeah. Tekla uh, about, you know, what the true kind of day-to-day cost is. Yeah. And, uh, and, and love that we can talk about the connection Tekla. Can I, can I talk about that though? I, this, this is not necessarily on point directly with what you're saying here, but I love, there's a great, there's some great meta comedy. I think it's super intentional of Ahsoka being, you know, and this was two years before any pizza rolls were throwing bad critiques at the movies, but like, I, I think it's intentional, but it's needed because I want to, I know I probably shared this before, but one of, the, one of the first times you and I ever were on a podcast talking, probably Jedi Alliance and who knows, it may have been even over beers at that convention. <laughs> and I'm, you know, working through, you know, I like a lot about the prequels and snap, but that line you had said, you said, you, you said it before. I know, but like the trade federation block, block, block blocking Naboo, the blockade of Naboo as is, is if FedEx and Amazon had an army. <laughs> and, and I just, when you had said that to me, this is now six, seven years ago, I just like, I had never stopped for a second to think of that, to engage with what that is. And I think this hallway scene begins with Ahsoka just going, what's, we're supposed to be here fighting and we're talking about deregulation and credit lines. What do you mean? And it's like, well, that's how we get the fighting and that's all the problem. And, and I just love it. It is an important, if not also just funny meta moment. Yeah, it is a yeah, it's a really great, really funny moment. Uh it, it, I think from that perspective of both like hey, yeah, that's the that's the reason that people go to war is, you know, control and money and and who has what power and who has what influence and you know, that so that's why wars happen and it seems like Ahsoka's on one hand not understanding that. And then on the other hand, she's going like almost like us fans like but why are the separatists actually mad? Why, why do the Bonteris not want to be in the Republic anymore? We're not yeah. talking about those things, you know? Yep. Yep. And and for me, I think that, that leads to the, this other big true cost of the war. There's all this sort of like literal physical suffering of clones dying and mm-hmm. uh, Tekla's family uh, literally being impoverished, right? Yep. Uh, but there's also just this true suffering of the soul, right? That is absolutely necessary to make the war go from Palpatine's perspective, Dooku's from all the corporations profiting from it, right? It is necessary for there to be fear of the other, right? Mm -hmm. And it's necessary for communication to be blocked because with communication comes the possibility of empathy, right? And it's exactly what you're saying. It's just the language of the other attacked us because they're evil, period, uh, so no discussion is allowed of any nuances of the disagreements. <laughs> uh, so we could possibly end the conflict. We just have to yell strength and keep fighting. Um, yeah. It, which literally happens with the senators, but like, but there's, I think great details in, in these episodes where those sort of like big opinions aren't just said, they're demonstrated by what is actually happening. Right. That, that we learn that Padme wants to reach out to her old friend, Mina Bonteri to talk about the true things that the separatists are upset with and see if there's any way to work around them. And we find out that it's illegal for her to communicate. Right. Yeah. That's just such a great specific concrete. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is what the government is doing is like you, you, we want to make sure that people like Ahsoka Mm -hmm. never see people like Lux and realize, yeah. Oh, uh, maybe we're both being manipulated. Maybe we're both 
maybe the only people benefiting are the people who are literally profiting or stealing power like Palpatine, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and we get that from Lux and Ahsoka's reaction to one another of like, this is so weird that, you know, neither of us appear to be what we assume the other is, you know, and it's getting, there's still legitimate differences and the, the war still needs to be worked out and it still needs to be stopped. But any possibility of that starts from, oh, you're not this mysterious other to just be hated. You're a, a functional human being with a different perspective. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think a lot, a lot of the things being asked here is, is, is the, is this big why of why are we fighting? We were talking about the cost and everything and everything, but the, the, this, this, I, the, the, even with this loan, even with winning the war, it would wipe out the Republic. It would wipe out the people. So then why and who are we fighting for? That's a big question. It's a big question to ask. And, and I love that the, the talk about the Senate, the senators can't go over there. It's illegal. Uh, Anakin kind of has the tag, or no, I think Padme has it, the tag of, uh, well, you know, they think that would legitimize, you know, make a legit, legitimize the separatists. I can say it today. Um, <laughs> that's a pretty, you know, just like to de, I was going to say dehumanize, but devalue them to that point of, uh, you know, it, it's, it's pretty telling of what's going on there behind the scenes in the Republic. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I think for me, the kind of the final thing, this big, big picture, true cost of war is that it really just it opens the door to to greed and hidden motivations. Right. That, that's yeah. that's Palpatine is selling that uh, we are being these separatists pulled away and they're violently attacking us. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so you should always be afraid. And so everybody's functioning, all the senators are functioning from that point of view of, you know, we must protect, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, what's actually going on is the the war profiteering and uh, in Palpatine's hidden motivations of, of wanting power. And I just think it, that is not, you know, a, a subtle part of the story that is explicitly what is happening in the, in the prequels. But there's such great uh explicit lines in in this arc the uh, senator uh goom sam of the techno union saying we need fighting to feed the machine and our profits like uh, yeah. there is a, a a desire in these episodes to be not subtle um mm -hmm. and then on the more subtle side there's i think like just particularly in heroes on both sides there's these great visual representations of you know here's the senate it's bright and it's open mm -hmm. and it's a circle and there are cameras and everyone's kind of saying what sound like virtuous things for the most part, or, yeah. you know, at least even, even if they're sort of a pro war, they're like, well, we have to protect the people. We we're just trying to survive. So you have all this kind of bright stuff going on mm -hmm. on the surface. Right. And then down there in those power generators where those droid bombs are going off, it's just, it is red lightning is sparking. It's dark. And it, it really is just like this visual perspective of like, sometimes when we talk about great conflicts, there's this bright surface that sounds good. But yeah. there's this red lightning filled darkness. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the true motivating factors. Where some some cats going to work at their shift at the power plant just got killed. Just got shot brutally. Brutally killed. Brutally. brutally, right? I mean, even like the sound design is like, we want you to know this is very bad. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so th those are my my big picture thoughts on the the true cost of the war. I any other thoughts on that before we we move on to a, another big theme? Uh, no, I mean, but yeah, huge one again. And 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 why why are we fighting? You know, just to I think of that Anakin hallway scene again of of all right, cool, separate. Okay, separatists are wrong, and we got to stop it. But why are we stop? We're doing this to not fight anymore, right? So why are we could. 
if there's a way to not fight, if that's still the goal, if there's different ways to get there, why aren't we even looking at it there? And for Ahsoka to kind of ask that question, I think is pretty big. Yeah, I think that's huge. And in fact, the, the next thing that I wanted to talk about is I think there's this theme running through it, uh, through the three episodes about the danger of of apathy, right? Mm-hmm. Of saying, eh, well, that's politics. That's not my problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like that's kind of thematically in some ways, that's what uh, Senate murders has the most to contribute to the, the conversation of these episodes is that line that Padme says about uh, Anaconda far of uh, Ono believed. If you see injustice, you can't wait for someone else to fix it. You must stand up and get involved. Correct. That's a, a real statement about being proactive in the face of, of horror um, that, that, sentence aligns with where Ahsoka eventually comes in season seven of the Clone Wars, right? Of like what it means to her to be a Jedi, right? Um, So there's this real Padme as a hero because she is not apathetic. She wants to dig in, figure it out and get involved. And then that great Holloway scene is basically like Anakin Skywalker, great hero of the galaxy going, yeah, not my problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, missing a little bit of the point, I would say. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. This you must stand up and get involved. Is is uh, is is as crazy and fun as that third episode is in the arc. That's 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 I think the absolute core of the episode. And and uh, um, what's at play there? I'm looking at some of the notes there on uh, far. But yeah, anyways, um, that there's also the line. Oh, this is from Senator Christo. Just got, what does your ideology? ideology matter at this point is worth being beaten to, to death look what they did to you which is kind of like really apathetic and cowardly right <laughs> right right yeah and the pursuit of peace and that whole yep. plot of like yes we are gonna <laughs> hire duke who hires those thugs to to beat up senators in a in a disturbing little montage yes <laughs> um yeah i think the, the the great storytelling there with anakin and i think you know anakin is a severe case within the jedi but i think it says a lot that you know, for me, a, a big part of the, the fall of the Jedi is them saying we have this good philosophy that the Jedi should be about defense and we shouldn't we don't want more power. We feel we're connected to the force. We have this power. We should use it to help people. We should use it to defend people when they're in danger. We don't want to grab for power, so we shouldn't get too involved with politics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Palpatine knows this and uses this. Right. I think yeah. that's part of the reason. Like, well, we didn't order an armor army. We don't think a war is a good idea but okay and and here's anakin kind of taking that to an extreme right of wanting to make the situation simple i think that's a great contrast between padme and anakin of padme's willing to dig in and accept the hard truths and go there are 18 factors it's complicated (laughs) it's scary it's full of nuance but we got to figure it out and Anakin's like, politics, that gets to be a mess. <laughs> Let's keep it simple. The Separatists believe the Republic is corrupt, but they're wrong, and we have to restore order, right? It, it goes to this great weakness in his character that we see in Attack of the Clones, right? Where he just he says, you know, it, everything's so easy when I'm fixing things. Right. And he, he, he wants the world, the galaxy, the government, the war— he wants it to be, I'm looking at this screw. Do you twist right or left? Great. Mm-hmm. Done. And anything else scares him. Yeah, it's like me trying to get my printer to work on an, on my network at home. Yes, I just want it to work <laughs> and I get angry and I don't want to think anything else about it. Yeah. Look, I, I joke. I, I, I'm kind of a simple, uh, you know, bare bones kind of guy. Give me give me where to go. And, and, and 
you know, my brain hurts sometimes. I get where Anakin's coming from, but that's why I love this. These episodes just really break this all down. Anakin's, uh, yeah, let me, war's complicated, but let me simplify it. It just throws that back in his face by really giving you these overt themes on how it works and how, what we're fighting for. So I feel you, Anakin. I just also know you got to look in the mirror a little bit. Yeah, exactly. It's totally understandable. It's very relatable to just like, mm-hmm. let's make this simple, right? <laughs> Those people are wrong. Let's fight them. Good. Done. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, and, I'm sorry. And this, but this goes back to growing up for me. Why, why I love these episodes and love these even more. I still, I still feel I'm learning from the, the these particular episodes, particularly the, the first one. Because, you know, we grew up with, uh, you know, years ago, you served my father in the Clone Wars, General Kenobi. And isn't that grand? Isn't that great? And, and and then the Jedi are generals, and I couldn't, you know, I would argue with friends in the early two thousands of, uh, you know, the Jedi kind of doing some things wrong. And he's like, no, they're 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 doing they're heroes, they're generals at the front of the army, which they are in many, you know, not taking that away from them. You and I are always here for justice of the Jedi, but to see how how that was twisted, everything down to this moment with Ahsoka going, but why not? Why not? It just it just really for me, who does need it simple sometimes. I'm I'm joking, but I, I need it simple. It really just highlights uh, where the Jedi were on that slippery slope and where they slipped. Yeah, yeah. And I think the it can be easy to draw the conclusion of like, well, then the Jedi, if it's that complicated, then the Jedi shouldn't fight, right? And I think that's where, where you know, Padme and Ahsoka end up being kind of these leaders because what they always kind of come to is, well, we need to really understand why we're fighting, why? but it never occurs to us to not fight, to have apathy, right? Like, yeah. That's what Anakin kind of learns because, or, or Ahsoka kind of learns, right? Because she starts out with a little bit of like Anakin perspective, like, oh, I know the Separatists are evil. And that's understandable because like Filoni is saying in that behind the scenes thing, we've seen Ahsoka, you know, stop them from raiding villages, taking over planets, you know, letting off horrible, you know, bombs, eradicating everything, blowing up hospitals. Like, yeah, from just the perspective of Grievous and Ventress, as she says, they're evil. But then she goes through this process and instead of just clinging to that perspective, which makes her life easier, she gets the final line where she's of the, that of heroes on both sides, where she says, you know, the politics of this war are not as black and white as I once thought they were. Yeah. And that's like, that's the triumph is that she is past apathy. She's say, okay, it's more complicated than I thought it was. So I'm going to need to think about this more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so- um, Oh, thank you. Um, and and, and <laughs> well, well said, Ahsoka. Well said, Ahsoka. Even more importantly, I'm just quoting Ahsoka. Uh, the final big thing for me is uh, goes back to the character of Padme uh, across these episodes. Yeah. I feel like um, throughout the story of Star Wars, uh, you know, politics are there from the very beginning, right? Uh, you have a new hope with uh, even Luke saying, I don't like the Empire. He's got an opinion even way out on Tatooine. And you get the, the council being, uh, you know, the, the Senate being permanently dissolved, right? The, yeah. It's lurking there in the background and, and only becomes more and more to the forefront. And even get it in lines, kind of some fun jokey lines where Obi-Wan's pretty grumpy about politicians, right? Yeah. <laughs> the Anakin's line in Attack of the Guns, but not another election about what I think campaign finance, I think it is, uh, but something along those lines. And and even Obi-Wan in, in Revenge of the Sith going, like, I'm not brave enough to, for politicians. You go do that, right? Yeah. There, there can be a real, I think, from, from Lucas as a, a guy who distrusts large organizations and, yeah. and seems to think there's rot in large organizations is uh, what I infer from some of his life experiences, interviews, storytelling, um, that there can be a little bit like, eh, politicians, they suck, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
and these episodes have some of that, right? Uh, Tan Devo, in particular, in Senate Murders, says, ah, poison, the preferred method of politicians. Yeah. He goes in that speech about they all have something to hide, and it comes out eventually. And then that funny shot of like, oh, right, I'm talking to all politicians. Uh, and that moment that you were talking about with Senator Christo, uh, where he really puts forth a thing that 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 it, politicians are often criticized for, like you're not actually thinking about what's best for all the people. You're only thinking about what will cause your constituents to reelect you or not, right? right. He said, "I'm just going to go home and I like." Th- there's the good side of representing your people, and then there's the like, I'm only I'll, I'll turn whichever way the wind goes as long as I get reelected and keep my power. Yeah. So there are these kind of explicit critiques of politics Mm -hmm. um which to me only makes it more powerful that i feel like padme has kind of put forward is an idealized politician of like what a politician could be right of that she is hopeful uh but still realistic and that she always fights for the people right um we got that great line from the the moon nicks card who says i thought age might temper her idealism right to me this really powerful like it's very Star Wars to say this darkness is real. It's complex. The world is complex and scary, but don't lose your idealism. Don't lose your hope. And Padme never does. Like, and, and that is a recipe for a good politician is powerful to me. Yeah. Well, it's the stuff that Tecla was saying of just like, but you listen and, 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 and it's, it's, you know, it's not the, just about, Hey, Padme, you're awesome. And people will follow you, you know, uh, it's just like, this is why you should speak. And this is why you do, you know, versus the other ones. She is a template. We call her the moral compass. I think she's a standard. Um, and, and, and that transfers to her daughter. And, and uh, as we talked recently in four center, some, some of the stuff that transfers to Luke is there too. So I love celebrating this character and there's so many things uh, that she says that's these truths, the big truths come from her. The basic needs of her people will evaporate. One of my favorite action moments we'll discuss is what about, uh, but what, what's the moral responsibility? Um, a lot of it comes from her. And I think this all feeds into her being Palpatine's true enemy, true rival, true. Yes. The one there that's always going to be uh, uh, foiling his plans much like her own daughter later on, the Princess of Alderaan. Like it carries on, and I love, I love when it's on display. Yeah, no, we are, we are right there uh, on the same page. I, I feel like that is such a big, powerful moment. Um, uh, a couple other moments where I feel like she's kind of elevated. Obviously, the, the Tecla thing of saying you're not like most politicians. You actually talk to the people, people like me, and uh, we get a lot of the the stuff we're familiar with. Of Padme is not going to be frightened off, right? And she'll pull out a blaster and she'll she'll fight uh, on a real literal level. But the pursuit of peace has this really interesting thread where uh, she's known as a partisan, right? And and they don't say it, but I, I have a hard time not ignoring it that there's this story where she's basically says to Bale, I can't, nobody will listen to me if I make the argument. You're respected. You need to make the argument, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's the partisan stuff, but it's hard for me not to see a little bit of a gender dynamic there. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a, uh, the triumph, the conflict of that Pursuit of Peace episode and the ultimate t- triumph is Padme saying, I am going to find a way to do this myself because I have to, right? And yeah. it's great the way Bale is like, you go do it. You, you have to do it. You can do it. And it is a triumph that she gets past all of this uh, fear and mm-hmm. anger. And even though she doesn't ultimately win with the Bills, the pursuit of peace ends with people applauding because she has managed to get through to mm-hmm. uh, the senators and to people in the galaxy with 
a message of empathy and hope, right? Yeah. First of all, I love that, you know, uh, you know, she, she's hitting on like two big speeches back to back in these episodes, right? She, <laughs> she's a home run hitter, but without a doubt, Senator Christo is, a, is totally the example of, and I do think that you, you, the, the gender d- dynamic that you mentioned is, is very prevalent when he's just like, Oh, but Oh, Bale thinks that. Oh, <laughs> Oh, why'd you say so? Like but that. Bale said the same thing that you said, Padme, but louder and in a deeper voice. Great. Then it's a good idea. Or like I, then politically, I don't have to fear getting behind it. Yeah. 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 No, that's there. Uh, it's it's, there. That's there. Yeah. And then the, the, the final thing for me in, in terms of kind of this argument uh, of for Padme as the idealized politician, you already mentioned it. The fact that the pursuit of peace episode ends on it of just confirming that she is a huge danger to Palpatine, that what mm. she represents of cut through the noise, cut through the anger and the fear, no matter how complex or scary, they talk about what's really going on and approach it with empathy and hope. And if somebody can do that, it is a danger to Palpatine who works on making everyone afraid and making harmful choices because they're afraid, right? Yeah. And he's got that great line <laughs> to Masamidov. Isn't it remarkable that one can have all the power in the galaxy and yet the words of a single senator can sway the thoughts of millions? <laughs> it's it's beautiful. And I'll tell you, you're talking about Dwayne Dunham coming in here, how this is directed. He is saying that to us. The first right. part of that statement. It, it, it's it's he is turning the camera and saying it like it's a like he's narrating the story on a campfire. And Masamita just becomes uh, you know, the reality of oh, he's in his office and don't worry about it. but it it it's it's almost chilling. It, 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 I mean, it, it quite frankly is, but it's like in terms of Star Wars, in terms of everything, it's it it is and and uh what he's saying and what he's saying about Padme. And there's another great moment that the Mina Monteri um, thing at the end where he's like, Well, how did you what you you talk to the set? Who you talk to the separatists? Well, yeah, Mina Bonteri and just that look when they focus in on Palpatine's look, that's one proof for me that Padme often does things that he doesn't account for, that he mm-hmm. has to kind of adjust to. I, I I know he's a fan of menace and, and he's got a lot of he, he foresees a lot of things or at least he claims he does. Um, I think she she throws him curveballs a lot, and this is one of them. And then and and what he does with that, it, it it's it's a great look at Padme versus Palpatine, perhaps one of the true battles in Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. And I kind of feel like that's part of the reason that, you know, Senate murders gets made and and it's mostly about Anaconda Farr's murder. Um, and there's a little bit more of the, the politics running in the background of that one of the bill to um, pay for more clones, right? Yeah. But then these two episodes come before and give it all this weight that at the end of Pursuit of Peace, the middle episode, Palpatine is saying to Masamita and the camera, <laughs> like, yeah. she, uh, in the, in the great chess move, uh, she blocked me. I, mm-hmm. I can't get around this, uh, without overplaying my hand yeah. and I'm just going to wait for a moment, you know? And, yeah. and what it appears from the episodes is that, it, that, uh, Lolo Purs gives into fear and anger and causes this chaos with this murder yeah. and everybody's eyes goes off the ball and Palpatine's like, great fear and anger worked out for me. I'm glad I just waited. Oh, there, there is a shot. And in, in the third episode where all the, you know, the senators are fighting, guns are being drawn and there's Palpatine smiling. <laughs> He's in the middle of it going, yes, yes. But it's just, you know, all the evil, all the power in the world, 
he doesn't account for some of those things. And, and this connects even with episode nine and Ray being like, you want me to hate, but I will not. And, and, and sometimes Palpatine, he just can't, just can't defeat that kind of stuff because he can't comprehend it. And, and I, I even made the note. It's, it sounds like I'm just making a joke, but it's like, Game recognizes game a little bit here. Like Palpatine's got, he's saying a little, I'd say he's frustrated. He's a little angry at her, but a lot of that, like, all right, all right, we'll just let democracy do its thing for a bit. You got this round, Padme. Don't worry. I'm going to come back for it. Like, you know, and, I, and he does, and he does, and he knows the connection and attachment that Anakin ha- feels for her. That's his, his wild card that he needs to play. And, 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 you know, it's weird for me to say I'm excited by because of what happens to Padme and everything. And, you know, we're not rooting for Palpatine here, but it's some of the more compelling stuff in Star Wars is those two and their decades long battles. Yeah, absolutely. And that that line where he does kind of turn to the camera slash Masamita and grimace a little bit is like it is pretty amazing to be like. Uh, this guy's an evil wizard who shoots lightning out of his danger fingers. And yet this line is and that look is almost more frightening. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, it, no, 100 percent. Because he, he's just straight up saying, you know, he wants unlimited power, but he's just like, hey, the, the one can have all the power in the galaxy. You know, he's looking at his own reflection in the window as he overlooks Coruscant. I have everything I have. I'm in control. But damn, one single word, one senator trip me up. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you, you strip away the subtext and it's like, I have all this legitimate power. I can tie anything up in knots. I have like actual power. I got two lightsabers hidden in this office. I can kill anyone I want. And I, I probably can't physically be stopped. Yeah. But if this woman can give hope to too many people, I'm screwed. Yeah. 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 Good, powerful stuff. We talked a little bit about um, how various themes and ideas reflect uh, from these episodes into the larger storytelling or morality of Star Wars. But was there anything else there that you wanted to dive into? Uh, no, no, there's no, no, there's a lot of things there of, um, again, going back to Padme, but it ties into bigger stuff, but just like a lot of her strength, a lot of her, 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 uh, you know, fine. I can't get there. Uh, or the rules say we can't go there, but I'm going to find a way, whether it's go rescue Kenobi and attack the clones where it's here. We, we even talked about in some other examples recently, but just the fact that like, I can't get there, but wait a minute, you can Ahsoka, we can go there, and it's all for the idea of helping people and how that drives Padme. I, I just, I think that connects to the bigger Star Wars story too with her. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was a big thing for me of like this idea of empathy runs through Star Wars so much from uh, that that quote uh, from Anakin, where he is actually quoting his mother. That I think a lot of people have been focusing on more because I think it is a really it's a key to, oh, yeah, to Star yeah. Wars and to Anakin's fall of the you know the biggest problem in the universe is that no one helps each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think people have really connected that to, uh, the citizens fleet, right. Of in, in rise of Skywalker of everybody saying, we're not going to back down, uh, from Palpatine. We are all going to work together to help one another. And it, it appears many moments in star Wars. And I think this is one that is very much uh, of that spirit. Um, that the argument that, that Padme may, is making is really an argument of empathy Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know this touches on real world politics and I respect that people have very different opinions born of life experiences and, and and all that kind of thing. And when you get into the weeds of individual programs in real life and, you know, how they're being run and why it, it gets very complicated. So I, I really acknowledge all that. But I feel like the argument that's being made in these episodes is that the role of government is to help one another. Right. Yeah. 
and to have uh, lights on so you can study and <laughs> have running water and have uh, access to healthcare so you're not physically diminished. And that the perspective that Padme is having is saying education, infrastructure, healthcare, those are about empathy. Those are the, you know, mm-hmm. Anakin takes this risk in Phantom Menace uh, to help with the pod race out of, mm-hmm. you know, the goodness of his heart. And I think the argument that this is making, whether you agree with it or not in the real world, is that Padme's perspective is that's the, the, these micro examples of kindness are, are great, but we also need that on the macro level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this is connected, but again, the hero on the both sides thing, isn't a, um, what's Mina and her represent, like I, I tried to say earlier of, of yes, two thoughts on some things, but the end, end of the line is the same. And it's about, their own people, their own worlds, their own planets, their own communities down to the small level. But yeah. And how that's why we're doing this. Uh, whereas some of the other perspectives are destroy, like you said, yell strength, <laughs> just <laughs> strength. Um, and why, uh, you know, a lot of some of the things of, of, of understanding caution patients being portrayed as weakness uh, in this episode, why it, it, I, I think it connects to what you're saying. of just like, that's Padme's driving goal and that's what she's asking. And that's what she's representing. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, that was the other big Star Wars theme is, you know, a certain point of view of this episode really clarifies it. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because I think it's 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 great for the characters to try to have empathy, try to understand um, where other people are coming from. And we we get that from Mina and and from Lux and and from some of the separatist senators of like we've got legitimate problems. And Mina saying, from my perspective, my husband was setting up a base and and there was a literal attack of clones and he died. Right. So we get her point of view and we can go, Oh, I understand. And, and there's room for us to come together in the middle. And then we also get the point of view of the Sith, <laughs> of yeah. Palpatine, Dooku, uh, of the corporations. And their point of view is there's no possibility for compromise because that would stop us from getting what we want. We want people to suffer. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think that's really the, the argument of a certain point of view of, is understanding you know, where you can make compromise and understanding where you truly can't. Yeah, no, if, if Mina, Mon- if they sit down and Mina Monteri says, so good to see you, Padme. Yes, we have some differences and we definitely want to see every one of you wiped out. <laughs> Padme's not going to be like, yeah, you're right. That is, I'm, yeah, I'm good with your point. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah let's meet in the middle. You can kill half of us. Yeah, like yeah, that's- and it, yeah. And, and, and look, again, it's in, it's complicated because it is. And, and so we're, we're trying to summarize it here in Star Wars and, and not, try to connect it, you know, try not to connect it too much to the real world. Um, but like, that's, that's what I, that's what I might kind of mean where I think maybe 12 years ago it would have been like, Oh, I love it. See heroes on both sides and not really known what the episode was trying to tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mina Bonteri and, and, and Lux are heroes who have been manipulated, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. With that, we are going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back to get into some of our favorite moments, action, comedy, canon connections. There's a lot of fun stuff going on in these uh, deep and complex episodes as well. And we can't wait to dive into that. We'll be back in just a moment. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Four Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Four Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at JenniferLanda and on TikTok as JenniferLanda1138.
And we are back to finish our discussion of this great Power of Padme, Power of Politics episode of the Clone Wars. Uh, we're going to talk about some of our favorite details, starting with favorite action moments. Uh, Ken, there was a, a lot of uh, Senate yelling, uh, but a lot of other action. What were some of your favorite moments in these three episodes? So the first one is Senate uh, action because uh, the first episode doesn't have a lot of tr- traditional Star Wars action. Um, so with the, when Padme at the beginning of the episode kind of stands up uh, and says, and it's this little mini speech that ends with, but what about moral responsibility? I count that as action because she's brave. She's kind of on, on her own Island on this. She, as we've discussed earlier, you know, a lot of people, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're cool. You've done some good stuff. Uh, but you know, you're, you're still kind of this uh, little girl growing up. Right. And I think it was a big brave action for her to stand up and say that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. There are some great action shots in the Senate. I think it's in pursuit of peace uh, when one of the uh, the senators who have corporate representation uh, or corporate uh, leaders who have a seat in the Senate, mm-hmm. uh, they even make it clear that Halle Bertoni basically kind of forced it of like, we're going to keep making these clones, but <laughs> we need a Senate seat. Um uh, there's a shot, I think, uh, I can't remember which corporate leader is talking, but like Bale just kind of floats up in the background. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I'm not going to let this stand. And it's yes. a great action action moment in the Senate. Yeah, love that. Uh, in Heroes on Both Sides, I, I do uh, love and am terrified by, love is a weird uh, w- word, right. that whole infiltrator droids scene, right? Where there have been disguises as sweeper droids. They know. transform into super violent beastroid mode like i feel like it's really there to make the point of they are huge and terrifying in the sound design of their blasters just mercilessly killing these people who are just doing their job at the power generators and there's even that that contrast where that one brave technician tries to fight back and has that tiny little blaster that makes a teeny little blaster noise and then the sweeper droids the infiltrator droids have these huge chunky awful droid cannon sound right yeah they look like they're from the opening of uh, robocop there uh 15 <laughs> seconds to comply yeah uh I, I i'm with you too I, I i don't know why i like it like i do like i you know I, there's people dying and that's we talked about that earlier what it means and the theme behind that but they're they're an interesting design they're very intimidating also because maybe because i have an irobot vacuum i'm like is my vacuum gonna suddenly transform and <laughs> shoot me with its arm guns uh there's something about it and, and even grievous sending them off which is that you know some of you might not come back <laughs> actually none of you're gonna come back <laughs> it's funny in and how just brutal it is it's really dark humor yeah yeah sense. i think that i think for me that's like especially i think all throughout star wars but particularly in the clone wars the way action is framed is sometimes very much like this is fun fantasy. This is, you know, an adventure serial uh, to watch with the family. It's fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Have fun. And then other times they frame the violence is this is awful. And this is one of those times where it is framed to be, let there be no doubt that this is awful. Co- yeah, correct. hundred um, percent. Another action moment for me uh, is uh, in general, the kind of the big action scene of pursuit of peace, uh, Padme's resourceful speeder chase. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in particular, when she, she just uh, rips uh, that gear off that lever and shoots fluid into yeah. the bounty hunter's eyes, the bounty hunter, I believe is named Chata Hayuk Hoika. I, I don't know how to say his last name. I apologies to right. Chata. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Chata. squirts him in the eye with fluid. The other one's like what? Ro- Robino or Ro- Ro- Robinino. Robinino. Yeah. yeah. 
He's got the patch. Uh, I, yeah, that's I put that one out too. I just put I put Padme fighting with no G back is always fun, but that speeder bike just dragging the bounty hunter when she actually smiles <laughs> as she looks back and he's just boom, 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 hitting, hitting the uh, traffic cones. Yeah, I mean, it's moments like these that, like, uh, I think E.K. Johnson, of course, uh, understands the character of Padme so deeply, but, like, really connects back to moments like these when, when you know, she has that great line in one of the Padme books of, like, well, uh, I know how to deal with just straight-up evil, you know, yeah. I shoot it. <laughs> yeah. And I like her clarity of, like, these in, they're like these are complex issues. We nearly, really need to work through them. And then that clarity of, like, bounty hunters are trying to kill me so I don't do my job. They are in the wrong period. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll handle that. Well, this goes back to, you know, the Mina, the you know, proposed Mina conversation. Uh, you know, it's not like she's like, I agree with the bounty hunter's perspective on trying to kill me. And we're going to try to work it out. No, <laughs> exactly. You ask and analyze why you fight. That's it's still with the Jedi. So it's, it's small stuff. Fun. Also interesting to note, you know, again, go to that feature ad on this one where Filoni was just like, Oh my God, Dwayne Dunham, but just like says, you know, it was specifically, we kind of brought him in because we knew we had these like politics and all the stuff. And, you, you know, some Star Wars fans like zippy stuff. <laughs> it's just, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. But Filoni essentially was like, you know, some of this stuff doesn't know and they need to have a little action. So we brought him in to have this wonderful sequence and do all this kind of stuff to make this wonderful episode. It's really well cut action with you. see Padme kind of eyeing up what her, her uh, resources are as she's zipping through the speeder uh, through the town of what she can use and all that. It's, it's really well done. It really is. Uh, what are some other action moments from these three episodes that you liked? Uh, I just wrote, let's see, what did I, uh, oh, there's two, uh, so two things. So uh, in the second episode that we, uh, the, the pursuit of peace, bail punting, punching Chata Hoagie is just, <laughs> and, and Padme does later on with the, the, with Lulo. Yeah. I don't condone just punching folks. I really don't. <laughs> but also, I also understand why <laughs> Sometimes it maybe deserve. I don't know. It just is both of them. So I'll, I'll list both of them. Bale and Padme's punches as exclamation points on the scenes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, stuff. That whole scene with, with Bale trying to escape. And at first me being like, where is the security for these senators? And then you do see them coming, uh, rushing out. But yeah, no, he just gives a great oh. big uh, Organa uppercut to Chata. <laughs> <laughs> and so it is. Uh, no, the uh, when Far, who's been jumped already, is like, "All right, I'm gonna walk home. You need an escort, Padme? No, your guy parked around the corner. Ah, right, cool. I'm gonna walk. I'm like, wait, give me one guard, give some. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of take it as a we're not gonna live in fear kind of thing, but also like, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm all for that. Like, yeah, but you know, sometimes put your keys between your fists when you're walking back to your car late at night. Like, yeah, I sh you shouldn't have to, but please still do. <laughs> like, oh, and and, and I do. <laughs> always very smart. So yeah, no, yeah, I, I, we, we joke, but I, and I get what you're saying too. But I, I had, I, because even the driver going, I'll be around the corner. I'm like, why? The Fars things parked there. You didn't need to move. Yeah, I mean, like this is a day to day occurrence in Padme's life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, in the in the final episode of the arc here, uh, Senate murders, I, I do like just the whole scene of uh, Padme and Bale going down the docks, being fired at, and how quick Padme is with that bat, that blaster. And yeah, it, it's just the art direction of that is is more than like any actual like super cool action moment of yeah. uh, seeing Padme just racing through those docks, and it, she's in the shadows, and then the pools of light. It looks really cool. Yeah, and I and I I, no, I noted uh, what I, my favorite action moment is also Padme's action outfit is what I refer to that like kind of magenta you know, hiking vest she wears. Yeah. It's really, and, and they use that so well for that poster for the, um, what was it? The second Thrawn 
Uh, they, it's an image that pops up a lot of Padme in that that outfit. I just kind of like that as her action outfit. You know, she's ready to uh, boots on the ground, blaster in a back pocket. She's going to go cause some trouble. I just I like that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it really has some rhythms with the uh, outfit that Leia is in in Battlefront Two. Abs, hundred percent does. Yes, yes. Which is really, really cool, really fun. Um, I think for me, that my last uh, action moment is when you already mentioned in in Senate Murders. Uh, Lolo's perspective is Padme just cocks her fist to <laughs> knock her out. Yes. Yes. Uh, and again, you know, I think when you, when there are moments where Padme is uh, uh, physically aggressive, it's like, yeah, no, they just uh, just found out uh, that Lolo murdered Anaconda Far and Lolo pulled a blaster. Yeah. <laughs> and Padme's like, you, you got to take a nap, Lolo. <laughs> yeah. Look, we, we can have the deep philosophical conversations all day long because we love them here and they're valuable. But also, look, I get it, Padme. Good job. Yeah, and, and it's it's frightening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be punched by Padme. Yeah. Uh, any other action moments for you? Uh, no, you know, it, it, you know, the, the, they they packed a lot of action into these uh, politic uh, political heavy episodes. These politics on Star Wars. There, they absolutely did, uh, and they packed in some moments of comedy, whimsy, and weirdness. I think as well. So, what were some uh, favorites of those for you? Uh, going to heroes on both sides. Uh, the uh, Senator from Camino, the esteemed Senator from Camino, Hallie Bertoni. Uh, is that named, is she Bertoni after Bonnie Burton at all? We should ask Bonnie about that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Hallie Bertoni saying, a small price to pay for financing the war, is it not? <laughs> like, of course. You you think you have great prices. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, Camino, is that a discount? Yeah, no, they, yeah, a small price. It's like, but but they're, you're literally talking about the price that you would pay yourself. Yeah. It's very funny. Yeah, and then uh, the other one I have, uh, it's uh, it's Lot Dodd, right? Is that Lot Dodd? Yeah, yeah okay, mm -hmm. sorry. I uh, thought I wrote that wrong in the notes. But no, Lot Dodd, upon hearing about ideas to kill Padme, that task is more difficult than you pursue. <laughs> <laughs> your point earlier uh, she lives with this every day like yes you, i want a super cut right there of all the assassination attempts on padme yeah i mean i th that was the first one that made me laugh it is uh it is uh psalm senator psalm of the techno union who says i know people who could do something about her and lot dodd being like oh man that's not a new idea <laughs> that task is more difficult than you presume it's, yeah. uh, phantom menace it's uh attack of the clones lot dodd personally uh was involved in poisoning her Yep. Relatively recently. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that was hilarious. A good bit of meta comedy and also realistic that Lot Dodd would have that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one for me, you already mentioned of Grievous giving the, the, the rallying speech to the infiltrator droids. If some of you may not return, actually, none of you will return. It's, it's so cruel, but uh, really funny. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and, and we... Uh, uh, yeah, we kind of touched on this moment. It's from Heroes on Both Sides. Another one that is very dark, but made me laugh because it's such a harsh contrast of uh, it's when Palpatine is kind of being like, so how did you, uh, why do you know what the Separatists think? And Padme's saying like, does it really matter if peace is possible? And it's clearly one of those moments where Palpatine knows he needs to pretend to be sweet, right? And he, you know, he says, you're so right. We shall put the vote to the floor. And he's pretending to be so peaceful. And then there's that almost a smash cut to the power generators. Yes. It's a red light and the lightning just. <laughs> and it's just this like visual joke of like, here's who Palpatine's pretending to be. Who's who he, here's who he really is. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I love uh, and 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 uh, the late uh, Ian Abercrombie does uh, his voice during this era. He, he's uh, underrated. I mean, he gets people do love his work, but uh, he does not talked about enough. Just his reads are great. Amazing job. Ian Abercrombie is is mm-hmm. great. Uh, speaking of a bunch of uh, Lynch connections, he's in one of Lynch's later films, uh, Inland Empire, and has has some great moments in that mm-hmm. too. So big big shout out to Ian Abercrombie. Yeah. Um, so uh, other other comedy moments, whimsy moments for you in the other episodes? I do like the clone going, ah, stupid droids, as he sends them to the correct <laughs> destroy. Uh, and the, in Pursuit of Peace, when they get the uh, the figures from the uh, banking clan there, and Bale says, 25% interest. That's a lot of credits. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I took a screenshot of that one because it kind of sums up uh, some of what's at stake. <laughs> uh, I also liked it. It was a very... Uh, funny and also weird a weird moment in pursuit of peace uh when anaconda far and bale and padme are having a debate about what they can afford and and bale is saying like well we need to uh, in order to stop this bill we need more ammunition for people to support our our position <laughs> and anaconda far says we can't afford ammunition remember and then there's that awkward pause where bale stares at him like you made a bad dad joke and then anaconda far says i joke <laughs> It's really funny. It's so, it's awkward. It's wonderfully awkwardly inserted. Yeah. It, it almost just feels like this little bit of realism of like, uh, let me try to um, just break the tension with a joke. Oh, it didn't work. I mean, that's me at every business meeting, my old, old job. So I'm with you far. <laughs> um, another one that I don't think is necessarily meant as comedy, but it's so awful uh, in terms of what's happening that it, it kind of made me laugh of, you know, Padme makes that huge rousing speech at the end of uh, Pursuit of Peace. And there's that beautiful montage of it being broadcast and, and people being affected. And, you know, senators, uh, it seems like legitimately applauding, applauding except for uh, all the corporate leaders. And uh, Hallie Bertoni in particular is the, the slow clap of like, I have to be seen to be clapping, but I don't mean it. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. A good one. Uh, any more for you? Uh, too many. Uh so I, 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 uh, I kind of, it's, how do I phrase this phrase this? The two bounty hunters being at a strip club is, is pretty, itch, I, it's pretty weird. It's not normal for star Wars clubs and stuff come up, but that's where they're at. And, yep. and there's a background shot. You got a Twi'lek dancing, you know, but there's a weak way bobbing his head to the music in the most, I could not stop watching it. <laughs> I, I kept, he is just doing this like circle, like ding, 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 ding. So, uh, you know, whatever you feel about the scene, the sequence, it was needed. It was made years ago. I don't know if they'd still do that shot. I don't know. But I just, it just watched the week away, just going dee, 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 It just, it's, it's really fun. I don't know. Really funny. Um, there's a lot of good background work. Yeah, there is. There is. Uh, so. Uh, there's a lot with uh, with uh, uh, Tantivo, I, I think that are that's really funny here. Um, just I, I'll need to find out who wanted to hurt Senator Farr. Actually, kill him would be accurate with him being dead. Um, I like that line, but also there's no time for time. I'm like, I, yeah. I, I need to use that one in life. <laughs> that one was a little too close to home. I wrote it down though. Tantivo saying, "Time, time. There's no time for time." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then a couple moments later, he goes off into like his detective thoughts and starts mumbling to himself, and that really cracked me up too. I was like, "All right, so if the senator wants to do this, who don't want to do it?" <laughs> it was really no, no. I'm glad you, I, I mentioned that too because it it's so funny. It's a great character, and again, Tom Caddy, SpongeBob. Who knew doing this? I really, and I know it's you know it's drawn on old uh, movies from the 40s. I get all that, but it, it was really funny. 
Yeah, yeah, no, and it, and it is this this you know I, I don't know if uh, Filoni said more about it in the behind the scenes, but it, it, you know he's this weird character because he's like, oh, you are obviously drawing on classic films. There is a Peter Lorre aspect to your yep. appearance, but that's not fully a Peter Lorre voice, you know. Yep. And it's not fully a Peter Lorre character because Peter Lorre was rarely that in charge. <laughs> yep. In a lot of his classic film roles. Yeah. Uh, so, so all- yeah, there's a great, great, interesting tension there. Yeah, level that. The final one. Uh, well, there's two. There's at one point. Palpatine says, "Murder. It's inconceivable." And I'm like, "You, you daydream about killing your master every day. You fan. You relive it. You fantasize about it. Like, shut up, Palpatine." Um, and then Bale at one point says, "Speculation gets us nowhere." So it's Bale talking about Force Center. <laughs> he does not want one of our T-shirts. Yeah, to speculate responsibly. Fair enough. And so it is. Uh, Final Tandivo line for me is uh, I liked his line of, do you have any idea how many reports I have to file now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I always like it when a sort of bureaucratic character who is in theory should really have their, their mind on the heart of the matter of uh, we have some murders to stop, some people to protect. And then the mask just slips and like, I got to fill out a bunch of paperwork. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Very funny. Any others uh, for you? No, no, no. That's good. Excellent. So let's move on then to uh, canon connections, uh, lore, connections to other stories. Uh, I want to dive in here with a couple. I want to be sure to remark upon it when we got here. Uh, This episode marks the great season three mid-season redesign Mm -hmm. of uh, Ahsoka, Anakin, and Obi-Wan. Ahsoka's look, of course, changing the most. Uh, She's got the two lightsabers now. Uh, she's got a, a full shirt uh, and more elaborate leggings. Uh, she's also aged up a little bit. Her, her Montrals are a little taller there. Uh, and then we don't see Obi-Wan. Uh, we see Anakin briefly, but Anakin and Obi-Wan lose some of the clone armor. Still have the uh, Vam braces, I believe they're called, with the Comlinks armor. But a uh, big mid-season redesign. Uh, do you have thoughts on just the the sudden and unexplained mid-season redesign? I uh, well, other than my thought being, I I like it. I really like the updates, uh, aging up Ahsoka, um, you know, putting her in more battle appropriate kind of outfits and everything. I and I like it. It just makes sense, and and it, and it shows um just a good you know the passage of time, and also the show probably had you know a chance to do it as it grew and maybe got a bigger budget and and knew it was going to be around for a little bit, and you know, unfortunately, <laughs> eventually it wasn't. But I, actually, I really like it. I think it was smart. It makes it makes it more lived in as a show. Yeah, no, and I love that uh, rationale of, you know, showing time passing. Love the redesign of Ahsoka and, and the aging up and love the the two lightsabers, which is, you know, now iconic for Ahsoka. But on my very first view, I was like, this was really when I hadn't known. I was just power watching them because I was enjoying them so much mm-hmm. of like these episodes confused the hell out of me. Like, wait, didn't Anaconda Far die? Ahsoka has two lightsabers. That's so cool. When did that happen? Yeah. Yep. So no. if you just watch them in broadcast order, you know, there's there's some risk. And this isn't even about broadcast order. Regardless of how you watch them, you know, Ahsoka's got two lightsabers. We get a little bit, we get that Great Forces of Destiny episode on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're just watching the Clone Wars, it's just like, well, some stuff happened off screen. Deal with it. <laughs> yep. They do that a lot. But none, yeah, th- this third episode, going back to, you know, season two, like I, I am... Uh, I, you know, I'm I'm just kind of stunned that 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 they did that. A lot of them, other a lot of other times they do that. It makes more sense to me. And I'm not saying it doesn't. And I, this isn't a huge criticism, but like this one really confused me of of how and why. Yeah. Well, well, 
I'm curious what your thoughts on that. Like, I mean, we are speculating, and yep. unless there's some some more that you've read, um, why do you feel like Lucas Filoni, the team, said that one episode where the focus is on Anacondafar's murder, but running in the background is this extremely important thing that the Senate voted to produce more clones and keep the war going. Why do you think the team looked at that and said, we need two prequel episodes that really put that in perspective? Well, yeah, yeah. if that's, and that's how they do, you're, and you're correct to point out, that's how a lot of the out of, order, out of order ones ended up kind of working out where, you know, George or the team says, hey, let's go back and revisit that. So if that, if that is what it was, uh, I think, I think finding that, hey, there, we have a missed opportunity to explain the core of everything that's going on. Let's do that. If it was just simply breaking up the story, that, I, that that's, you know, who knows, Cartoon Network and blah, blah, blah. I don't know that you're right. I don't know the, the information right now, but that would just make a lot of sense if like, and, and I wonder too, this is complete speculation. Sorry, Bale, of just like, maybe there was like, <laughs> hey, even more courage and confidence to do that. Like maybe this, they knew that was going on, but like, hey, let's just really dive into that. Season three, we're aging things up a bit. Let's go f- bank deregulation. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, to me, it really does feel like we had this episode in season two where our our heroes, you know, absolutely codified as heroes, Bale and, and Padme, uh, want to stop the production of more clones because they don't want the war to just rage on. They want mm-hmm. peace talks to resume. And looking at that and going, that's a huge part of the story. That's incredibly important. Let's dive deep into yeah. the hows and the whys and, you know, why doesn't that work? And it feels like that's that to me feels like a motivation. Yeah, they tell and 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 you're right. I'm I'm glad you brought up brought up to discuss a little bit more of like that's probably more likely what happened than than what we what I personally kind of thought going into a lot of this knowing cuz I never sat to do the chronological order cuz I'm like why would you do that? And I just you know whatever the network was saying, I don't know, and some of that could factor into it, but to hear a little a little bit more was like, hey, what's we can go back and do what we want. We can revisit things and explain things more and get maybe more confident in our storytelling. I, I do support it from that angle. Yeah. And I do like an interview. I can't remember uh, where it's from or, or when I first saw it. Cause it's just uh, stuck in my head of somebody asking Filoni specifically about like, why is this a jumbled order? And Filoni just smiling and saying, George likes prequels. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny and pithy, but it also really makes me think that that is a part of the process that Lucas himself is looking at the episodes in the stories that have been told and saying, where do I think they should be fleshed out? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah so that is, uh, I, I like that anytime we speculate, we're now going to say, sorry, Bale. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Bale, about that speculation. Yeah. Uh, some other canon things. Uh, Mon Mothma speaks. Um, obviously, she speaks in the season two episode, Senate Murders, but then again in the season three episodes. And we've been having some fun tracking as we're watching yeah. all these episodes that Mon Mothma is often there in a collection of senators, uh, but isn't speaking. And my Mothma finally speaks. Love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, finally, yeah, good. And more great, great things coming with her. Yeah. There's, a, there's, they, they reuse some of those senator designs too. You see a lot of them walking in the backgrounds uh, in this episode too, but, and that show up in the second episode and everything, but yeah, it's great to have Mothma get her due there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Raxus, uh, that is the separatist planet, uh, separatist kind of base of operations that uh, Padme and Ahsoka first go to Mandalore, we hear, and we don't see that, uh, and then uh, get uh, taken 
Mandalore's a neutral world, so they can right. go to Raxus. Raxus just popped up again in Bad Batch. We saw it being a uh, target of the Empire. Uh, the Empire's cracking down you know, on all worlds in general, mm-hmm. but really taking it out on Separatist worlds. Yes, yes. So well, that's a fun bit of continuity. Yeah, yeah, no, indeed. And uh, I know it was initially mislabeled as Raxus Prime, but uh, no, it's it's not. But yeah, I love that one. And it's and it's a real nice. I like and I, you know like that the separatists have like British Parliament going on and everything. It's a different taste. Yeah, that's one of the things they disagreed about is the design of the Senate. Yeah, yeah, floating that circles. Could... No, we want old style <laughs> English. What's English? Don't trust me. It's good. We want wooden boxes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the character Tekla uh, is uh, last name is Minwa. Uh, in according to Wikipedia, that uh, Tekla is the sister of. Nathan Hamill's Phantom Menace cameo character, Ratul Minwa. Uh, and also, according to Wikipedia, Tekla is, in the live-action film, Attack the Clones, the aide who serves the fruit to Anakin at the lake retreat. Yes, that's right. Yes, I, I am going to do a rewatch just for that moment. Uh, just to see Tekla's big, big moment of serving the fruit. Which means uh, then she'll also, I mean, she has a relative in Last Jedi, right? With with Nathan's other cam- character there. So yes. Great stuff. Yes. Uh, and that's that's just one of those, uh, you know, ridiculous uh, deep dive connections, yeah. right? Yeah. It will probably come up on some trivia show. Be I'll be ready. I'll be ready. <laughs> um, and, and one other just kind of big continuity. Sometimes when we're talking about these, there's like those fun, weird little deep dive Wikipedia connections. And then some of them are like very essential, like the mm-hmm. motivation of, uh, of Lulu Purs in the Senate murders all ties back to uh, the episode, the season one episode, bomb bad Jedi right. of Anaconda Farr's guilt uh, because he almost gives Rodia over to the separatists believing their lies. Yes. Uh, that's right. It's all the way back in season one. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and that that episode can really be like, oh, but that's the one where uh, Jar Jar dresses up as a Jedi, right? But that's mm-hmm. what's actually, you know, going on. That's why Padme's in danger. Yeah, that's right. Um, just a couple other things for me. is uh, great to see Duchess Satine at Anaconda's funeral, um, you know, keeping that connection alive. Uh, she yeah. doesn't speak or anything. And final thing for me is uh, I like that the plot in Senate Mur- Murders hinges on the fact that Cammy Nolan's developed poison that only affects Rodians. <laughs> Cammy Nolan's, what all, all are you making and why? What's going on? And then I had the thought of like, as this is going on, you know, Omega's probably down in the some laboratory there, going, "Why, why are we doing? Why are we doing this? This is so." Oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, any other canon or lore connections that popped out at you? Nah, you you nailed them all there. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, we always like to check in if there is anything that we disliked or questioned or, or sat weird with us. Uh, anything sitting weird with you from these three episodes? No, no, no. There's there's definitely a couple shots or something. I was like, ah, they might shoot it a little differently uh, nowadays, uh, different time, different era. Uh, and, and that's a good thing. But, uh, you know, overall, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think, you know, there's that one shot in Heroes on Both Sides that uh, is literally uh, uh, Lux Bonteri checking Ahsoka out. Yeah, yeah. That might, that, I think that, that uh, scene and that idea might be phrased differently these days. So, yeah, that is, yeah. definitely something where you see uh, the march of time. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's, it's, yeah, weird to look back and trust me, I've been watching some uh, HBO movie comedies from the 2000s going, oh no, uh, a lot. So, uh, <laughs> Times change, but oh, the only thing about that scene is it just the point is is still there, and I actually think that's a pretty funny scene. But just like 
how it's shot again, like you said, how it's put together and, and the male gaze, you might change it a little bit now. Yeah. It's just, it is literally uh, Lux's male gaze. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, but I think the heart of that scene does come through that it is about people being open to understanding one another and understanding that their assumptions were wrong. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I, I do, I look, I like Candivo. He is, he's funny. He's weird. Uh, Tom Kenny, of course, uh, not surprisingly knocks it out of the park. I think it is a little, he's a little jarring when you watch these three episodes in a row because you know, the, the two episodes from season three kind of have a different tone, this extreme weight and it's still there in Senate murders, but it was also a huge side helping <laughs> of wacky space Columbo mm-hmm. Peter Lore cocktail. <laughs> like I suddenly, you know, felt I was watching Clue, which I love the movie, you know, like great. But like, yeah, it, it, it's a little jarring. Yes, because especially because those first two episodes and, and specifically Heroes on Both Sides are really big, really important and really have a distinct tone. And so it's it's a gear shift. Yeah, Tandy was a little, he's just a little like, uh, he steals the focus a little bit. But, you know, yep. the, that happens sometimes with the, the funniest person on stage. Like, all right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, Stealing a little focus there, Tandy. Uh, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you wanted to touch on? No, man. I mean, we get long one on, uh, you know, long, long episode for good reason. But I'll say, I'll tell you what, personally, like we were coming back for Columbus Report and uh, it's been a bit, even though we've been reviewing Bad Batch and everything like this, uh, this one tested if I was in game shape to to review Clone Wars episodes. I was like, whew, I had to crack some knuckles. Really just let me concentrate on this stuff. So thank you all for letting me get through it. But uh, these, these are a big, these are big episodes to return to. Absolutely. I, I was talking to my wife about it. It was like, okay, we, so we, we were doing this Clone Wars report. We took a break to do Bad Batch. And then we came back to three of the most complex episodes yes. humanly possible. <laughs> uh, so it was, a, it was a, a great trial by fire to get back into the Clone Wars uh, report groove. Um, so we're going to wrap up, as we often do, uh, with a fun question. Uh, Ken, if you could have a figure, uh, or really any toy of any character from this episode, uh, who or what do you want? I want the Mina Bonteri with peace vote proposal action. <laughs> I love that. We're, we're in similar uh, states. One of the things that I like about Clone Wars is every time Padme goes somewhere to negotiate something with another leader, uh, she always has a nice cocktail. <laughs> yeah. So I want a Padme and Mina Bonteri cocktail two-pack where they're talking peace and having a little cocktail. You, you know, if Padme was uh, was alive and kicking today, she'd be liking a lot of your Instagram photos. <laughs> that's what I think. I would hope. I would really hope. Um my other idea that's kind of a joke is a moment I really like in Pursuit of Peace when uh, Dooku just really ruins everything by with this lie that the Republic attacked Mina Bonteri when really we discover that he is the one who yeah. uh, took took out this problematic person. Uh, but the way that happens is they basically get a, a hologram message in the Senate and then it's, it's just giant Dooku hologram. Yeah. And I think it would be really great if you could buy an action figure that was technically to go with your three and three quarter action figures. Uh, but it's giant Senate hologram Dooku. <laughs> and he's just massive in comparison to your three and three quarter figures. I love that. That'd be great. <laughs> Sign me up for more Dooku. More Dooku. All right. So next up, the uh, arc that we will be discussing, uh, it's going to, we're, we're uh, taking some uh, time off in our personal lives, some vacations that we're kind of recording around. So uh, we're going to be getting back to Clone Wars Report uh, very soon. And the next time that we record, we'll be talking about Season 3, Episodes 12, 13, and 14, 
Night Sisters, Monster, and Witches of the Mist. Very excited to get into that. Uh, Can we? Any any, any thoughts, Ken? Yes, because I love these episodes. It's got one of my favorite uh, little moments with uh, Asajj and, and Mother Talzin. Can we just, is there like a Jar Jar Trips episode in between? Is there nothing? Okay, we're, we're going for it. Okay, got it, got it. Can we just jump to, yeah, the 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 D squad, the droids being fun? Yeah, there you go. Uh, no, looking forward to those. Those are those are really great, really great episodes. Yeah, a big uh, part of what makes the Clone Wars the Clone Wars that we mm-hmm. are going to be diving into there. And we always close the show uh, by, Ken, you providing us the moral of this episode of our podcast, what should it be? The moral is you and I may come from different sides of the tracks, but we must agree on how best to not speculate about Star Wars. <laughs> Respect Bale's wishes. That's the true <laughs> moral, and I think that is great. This uh, is it for us. Uh, thank you, everybody, uh, for listening to uh, to the Bad Batch Report. Thank you for coming back uh, to the Clone Wars Report, and we can't wait to continue uh, discussing this and, uh, and, and sharing this uh, with all of our wonderful listeners. But for now, uh, for myself, for Ken, for Tan Devo, this has been the Clone Wars Report. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.